Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. My name is Hannah. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's hard to believe that tomorrow is already Thanksgiving. Wow. In light of that, today's podcast episode is Lessons Learned from Sharing a Meal with Jesus. Sarah and I wanted to bring you something that you could listen to and study in preparation or during your Thanksgiving meal. So Cesar Chavez said, If you really want to make a friend, go to someone's house and eat with him. The people who give you their food give you their heart. And that quote embodies what Jesus teaches about meals. Meals are tangible experiences of grace that the book of Luke is full of. And the lessons in this episode are sure to guide and equip you for every meal that you provide are part of this holiday season. There's no better Bible study for tomorrow's Thanksgiving meal or any of the meals that you host or are part of throughout this month and a half of holidays. Eating with Jesus shows that meals aren't just about comfort and familiarity. They're opportunities to put God first, opportunities to serve, to rely on God's provision, and opportunities to disciple. So we have a PDF that has the Bible verses and questions from today's episode that can be found in the show notes. The first one Meals with Jesus lessons. Little becomes much. Luke 9, verses 12 through 14. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding village and countryside and find food and lodging, because we're in a remote place here. He replied, You give them something to eat. And they answered, We have only five loaves of bread and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all of this crowd. But he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. This is a favorite childhood story where Jesus feeds the 5,000. It's one of two instances where he fed several thousand people. The disciples were looking at things, though, through their eyes and not looking at the provider standing in front of them. And the thing is, they just returned from curing the sick, casting out demons, preaching the good news, and still the disciples forgot about the power that they had been given to do those things, the power of God Most High, the same Holy Spirit power that allowed Jesus to do what he did, the same power you're filled with as a child of God. Your cupboards could be bare, but when God wants to use the little that you have to bless others, you'll be able to do what Jesus instructed his disciples to do. Give them something to eat. As you're thinking about the holiday season and how you're going to be able to share a meal with loved ones, think about this story. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. 
Don't go into debt trying to feed people beyond your means. Instead, give your heart's desires, holiday dreams, and the plans that you wish could happen to your provider. Ask him to show you how the impossible can become possible. And if you're wondering how you're going to provide food for loved ones through this season, will you ask God to make your little into much? Our next story is Proper Preparations, Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. All of these lessons in Jesus sharing meals actually come from the book of Luke because Luke has 11 different instances where Jesus shares a meal with someone. So Luke 10, 38 to 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. I love that there's an exclamation point after tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. If you're anything like me, you're a Martha. If Jesus was to show up at my house, I would be in the kitchen trying to put together the most elaborate meal ever. My sister, she'd be the one at Jesus's feet. Not because she's not all about making her guests the most amazing meals and making them feel absolutely comfortable in her home, but because she's more laid back than I am, she's gifted at recognizing what truly matters. Quality time with Jesus always takes priority over housework and meal prep. This is super hard over the holidays, though, when to-do lists are 16 miles long, friends and family are coming and going, and there's a never-ending pile of dishes and laundry. Time with the Lord, though, prepares you for your day. It ensures you're able to make it through the holidays without being stressed out and exhausted. Make sitting at Jesus' feet your first priority. We're going to be covering that in more detail next week. Before your feet hit the floor in the morning, ask the Holy Spirit what needs done and that day, and then only do what the Lord lays on your heart. Focus on what truly matters and will have a lasting impact. It's okay to leave things undone. How would time with Jesus help prepare you for whatever today holds? What will you do to ensure that time with the Lord becomes your first priority? All right, our third lesson, servants come first. Jesus said to them, the king of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them called themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. Luke 22, verses 25 to 27. 
This is part of a conversation that Jesus had with his disciples during the Passover meal before he died. He just explained about his broken body and spilled blood as he was passing the bread and wine. But what did his disciples start doing? They started arguing about who was going to be the greatest. The first lesson we find in these Bible verses is about arguing and the second about serving. I've seldom met a family who can make it through a stressful period of time without arguing. Jesus' disciples were no different, and they were arguing about some petty stuff that they already knew the answer to, because Jesus had had this greatest and least conversation with them before, like way back when he was first calling them to be disciples. Jesus' response to them and his response to us is the same. The greatest is the one who serves. Put away disputes, don't argue, and instead humble yourself and serve. If your family is known for getting into arguments, write Jesus' reply on your hand. Either that or meditate on this verse the day y'all get together. I'm serious. The only thing that matters is what God thinks and wants. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you follow in Jesus' footsteps by putting others first and helping others succeed. Then you'll be a person who's great in God's eyes. Instead of clamoring for position, power, or entitlement, God's children are to humbly serve. This might mean serving by doing things you shouldn't have to, or humbling yourself when others are determined that they're right or being purposeful about willingly doing the cleanup. Who can you serve the next couple of months? How can you take the position of humble servant at any of the gatherings that you attend? Is there a get-together that often includes disputes? What will you ask the Holy Spirit to do so that you can attend as a humble servant? And our fourth, opportunities to disciple. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. Luke 24, verses 30 to 32. After rising from the dead, Jesus met two men on the road who were talking about recent events. And Jesus joined in their conversation and asked what it was that they were talking about. Then... It says in Luke 24, 27, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Let me tell you, I've read the Bible quite a few times, and the entire thing is full. Everything is about Jesus. Can you imagine reading the entire Old Testament scriptures on a walk? That's a lot of talking. Anywho. That was a rabbit trail. Conversations with people should always include Jesus. No, a conversation about your favorite Instagram feed. Hey, have you checked out ours lately? We're really trying to make sure that it's pretty and it's full of really useful, valuable stuff. There's a link to it in the profile in the show notes. Anywho, a conversation about your favorite Instagram feed, even if it's not ours, doesn't have to be a sermon, but do you weave Jesus and God's word even into even the most mundane of conversations? 
Does everyone know you're a Christian because of the words you say? And if not, how could your conversations change so that you're recognized as different? These two men, as they, after they had walked, they arrived at a village and invited Jesus to stay with them, and it was over their meal that the men realized who'd been discipling them. There's something powerful about breaking bread with people and having them open up. Breaking bread caused these men to recognize their Redeemer. No matter your table mate, meals are a great time to disciple both unbelievers and believers. Hold on, I have to change and turn off my insulin pump so that it doesn't make any more beeps. Sorry about that. So, what could you do over the holiday season to incorporate discipling others into your interactions with friends and family? And who could you disciple over a meal? One of the best ways to disciple people is by asking them great questions. Discipling them doesn't have to mean you're telling people what to do, because when you ask the right questions, they'll often disciple themselves. We've got several posts about asking questions and a Bible study about questions. Actually, it's not several. It's two. It's a Bible study about asking questions and then a list of 108 great questions to ask no matter the circumstance or situation you're in. That would be a good one to have with you at holiday parties if you're an introvert like I am. At the very least, asking good questions will show people how much you care and that will open the door for future discipling. So, Meals are important, aren't they? Alan Wolfett said, Food is symbolic of love when words are inadequate. And we just learned that meals are so much more than that. Meals should always include Jesus and us following in his footsteps. I believe that's the idea behind praying before we eat. It's getting our minds right and inviting Jesus to guide your conversations. So in light of the things that we learned in this Bible study with Jesus podcast, would you pray about how God wants you to include some of these lessons at your next meals? And don't forget to grab that PDF out of the show notes. There isn't a single second of your life that God doesn't want used to bring Him glory. Break out of your comfort zone and normal routines and make discipling others a part of every meal whether it be with family, friends, or just you and God's Word. How can you ensure proper preparations, aka time with Jesus, are made and that serving others comes first? There's so much to be gleaned from these meals with Jesus. Take a minute and share this Bible study and this podcast with your family and friends. Make reading one of the sections part of the next several dinner meals. It's a wonderful way to be able to disciple others while you're eating. Read the scriptures together and then ask what everyone thinks is being taught. There is so much more to each of these Bible passages than what I've shared. Ask the questions that I've included and then challenge each other to put the different lessons into practice. If you have any questions about anything that you've heard, would you share this with your pastor? And if you don't have a pastor, we would be happy to help. There's a link in the show notes where we can be reached. Until next time, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me 
and to finish his work. John 4, 34. God bless, and we wish you a merry, merry, and a very, very happy Thanksgiving.